the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast with your host, Brian Briscoe. In this podcast, we bring some of the top professionals in the apartment investing field to discuss various aspects of the apartment investing journey with the sole purpose of educating listeners to make wise investment decisions. The Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast is sponsored by Four Oaks Capital, bringing you high yield returns through apartment complex investing. This is journal entry number 184 and part of our multifamily brief series. Today, I'm going to give the answer to one of the questions that I am most frequently asked, and that's basically how to get started. And the answer is there's lots of different ways. You know, and I think when people ask, you know, how to get started in multifamily, they're looking at a lot of the syndicators or looking or, or the companies that are doing, you know, lots of big deals, you know, 100 units, 200 units, 300 units, and they want to be able to do the same thing. You know, and there's a big barrier to entry getting in to those large units. You know, this is a business that's largely controlled by the lender's requirements to get a loan. I mean, you have to have a sufficient net worth. You have to have experience to be able to get a loan. And most people getting into the business, you know, absolutely have to have that loan to get the property. So really, when you talk about starting out and being able to eventually get to the point to where you're buying a 150 unit, you know, and not really having to lean on someone else for help. I, I think there's three routes that are most commonly taken. You know, and once again, this is, you know, episode, you know, 180 something. And I've, I've talked to a lot of people who've been in the business. And I think the three most common ways of going are as follows, you know, uh, number one is going to be start small, you know, start with a single family house and go from one single family house to two single family houses and then go from maybe two single family houses to a duplex or a fourplex, you know, where, where you're gradually increasing your net worth, you're gradually increasing the property sizes as well. You know, and then maybe you go from a four unit to an eight unit and an eight unit to a 12 unit or something like that. You know, and when you're getting loans for each one of these, you know, you're progressively getting larger and larger units. And as long as you're not jumping, you're making huge jumps in sizes, the lenders are still going to lend to you. You know, if you have a portfolio of, you know, 20 single family and small multifamily and you go to a lender and say, I want a loan for a 20 unit property, they're going to look at what you've done and they're going to say that's sufficient experience to be able to manage a 20 unit property. All right. Now, a lot of people will do 1031 exchanges in, in the process or, you know, maybe cash out refinances in the process to be able to, you know, buy bigger and bigger things and, and not really have to raise money from other people. Um, but at some point in time, you know, the bigger you go, the more likely it is you're going to have to raise money from other people. So that's the first way. Start small and do everything yourself, which is a legitimate way of doing it. Now, the second way is very similar in that you're starting small, but the second way that I'm going to mention is you start small and you go a little bigger than you could normally by partnering. You know, a lot of people are able to buy a two unit or a four unit, you know, without, you know, much help from other people. But if you're able to partner with one or two other people and do a small, you know, a lot of people call them joint ventures, but you form a partnership, you can pool your resources. And instead of buying a twoplex or a fourplex out the gate, you know, maybe three or four people can come together and buy a 12, 16 or 20 unit out the gate, you know, depending on, you know, what each person brings to the table. I think most people would find that this method would help you get to that 100 plus unit threshold that you want to get to faster. 
But on the flip side, you are partnering with other people. So, you know, if we contrast this with the first method where you are going alone, doing the ones and the twos and the fours and doubling up each time, if we contrast these two methods together, one of the differences is, you know, in the first one, you're going to own roughly 100% of everything that you purchase, you know, assuming that you're doing everything by yourself. And in the second one that we mentioned, you're partnering up with people. You know, if you partner up with three or four other people, you may walk away with 25 to 35% of ownership of the properties. You know, so it's it's a little bit different. You have to be able to work with other people and you have to share the load. But once again, you know, three or four people, you know, if they have sufficient resources, can can pool their resources together and maybe purchase a 20 unit out the gate which will drastically reduce the amount of time it takes to go from, say, zero to a 100-unit apartment complex. Now, the third thing that I see commonly done is, you know, somebody who doesn't have experience will try to latch on to somebody who does have experience. So instead of trying to build your own portfolio slowly from ground up or partnering with a couple people and getting something, you know, maybe medium-sized instead of that larger apartment building that you want, you know, a lot of people will try to partner with somebody who already has the experience, who's already able to purchase the 100 plus properties that's your eventual goal. Now, how to do this? Well, you've got to bring something to the table. You have to have a marketable skill or something that provides value to this experienced apartment investor. And every every syndication group or every person is different and may need different things. So really, this comes down to figuring out what a person's rub points are, where their friction points are, and trying to be able to alleviate some of this friction. Now, for most people, I would say the things that they need most are to be able to find deals and be able to find money. So if you're able to do one or the other, you're going to have a better shot of being able to get in with one of these experienced syndicators. I've seen recently a few cases where a few aspiring investors have gotten really good at underwriting properties and are now helping experienced operators underwrite. So they're basically freeing up a lot of time for these other operators to do more important things by doing the small things that may be a little bit tedious, like underwriting. So, you know, somebody who with experience can talk to a lot more brokers if that person doesn't have to do his own underwriting and analysis. And if they have somebody else who can do the underwriting and analysis, um, maybe for a, a GP spot, you know, once a property is closed, that can allow them to bring more deals to the table, underwrite more and be able to do more. Now let's talk about pros and cons again. Once again, you know, method number one was a very slow way to do it. One per one person could do it by themselves, starting small, owning 100% of everything, and eventually getting into the 100 plus unit space. As far as timeline goes, that could take, you know, 5, 10, maybe even 20 years to do it, but you have 100% ownership of everything. The second method we talked about was partnering up with people and doing something maybe a, a medium size, you know, 20, 30, 40 unit apartment building, and then scaling up from there with that partnership or with different partners. But bottom line, you get you get your foot in the door through that method. You start gaining experience and you're able to get into larger and larger properties quicker than if you were doing things by yourself. And the last me- method I mentioned where you find a, an experienced syndicator can get you right into the 100 plus properties. The pros are you get right to the 100 plus properties. On the flip side, you know, you're not going to get the same experience as a sponsor, but you're definitely going to get your foot in the door. You're going to get some experience and you're going to have a little sliver of the general partnership on a property. So you may walk away with 
you know, one or 2% ownership into a hundred unit building instead of, you know, a larger portion like you would in, in the first two different methods. And last question I'll answer, how to find these people? Well, you're in luck. We have this new platform called the Tribe of Titans, which is a multifamily investor community where there's a lot of people who are looking for partners and a lot of people with experience who are looking for people who can come on and help them out. Find out more about that by going to www.thetribeoftitans.info or schedule a call with us. Links to both are in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the Diary of an Apartment Investor podcast today, brought to you by Four Oaks Capital. If you'd like to know more about how to invest in apartment buildings or want to be a guest in our show, visit our website at fouroakscapital.com slash podcast or email us directly. If you're still listening, you obviously like the show, so pull out your phone, tap subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you again next week.